Greetings, my fellow free and and thinkers. Thank you for tuning in to LP Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today's date is Monday, May 22nd, 2023. This is episode 1657. It is Ron DeSantis, a career politician. Before I proceed, you can follow me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels. Just type in Loki Luck number three, Loki Luck Roman number three to three eyes, or the Loki Luck Roman number three podcast. In addition, if you want to contact me on anything, recommendations, send me something that I should check out. Whatever you do, please use the quorum. Go to LokiLuck03 at ProTomail.com. If you want to donate, go to PayPal.me or Cash.app forward slash LokiLuck3. Yes, so it looks like more candidates are running for president in the Republican Party. And many people are still like... Throwing their campaigns in, who they're gonna be supporting, and all this good stuff. Doesn't matter if it's Donald Trump, Ryan DeSantis, Tim Scott, even the Democrats are trying to like block off um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to speak. Like him or not, he has a right to be there like everybody else. This is the reason why I told people, in my personal opinion, why Donald Trump won in 2016. First, the GOP shafted Ron Paul in 2012, and in 2016, the DNC screwed Bernie Sanders, which I am not fond of the man. I know he's a communist and all that, but they screwed him. Something to think about, right? Absolutely, because they want their Bushite hacks in there, Hillary Clinton. Okay, now you got Bushite Biden. You had Bushite Barack Obama. You had Jorge W. Bush, who was the father, who was the son of George Herbert Walker Bush. So the Bushite clan, they want to get another one in there. The more things change, the more it stays the same. And this is why, folks, we cannot look for the top in Washington, D.C. to tell us, save me, please, save me. That's why we got states' rights. Tenth Amendment. We got the any commandeering doctrine. How come people are only protesting? Because we got the Tenth Amendment. We take action instead of bickering, right? Something to think about. So I'm like browsing around here on some other stuff on censor.news. I recommend folks go to Activist Post as well. They got some great articles in there too. So I should take the initiative on looking at some of their information, their content in the very near future. It's been a while. But uh, but like it says here, millions of dollars of border walls sitting unused as America is invaded by millions and we pour buckets of billions into Ukraine. That's right. Fulfill the grand chessboard by the late ungrateful Zygmunt Brzezinski. Remember, Ukraine is a chess piece to the grand chessboard. Anyone that conquers Eurasia can rule the world. They've been doing that for a long time. I Please, book, get that, check out that book. It came out around 1995. Now, say I began. When I, since I read that book, I despise that man more. They're trying to fulfill his legacy. I know his daughter's like, Daddy, in a seance, they're fulfilling your prophecy under the grand chessboard. Ain't it great? Well, I'll keep on going here. On natural news, facial recognition program to be rolled out. At 16 major U.S. airports increasing increasing biometric surveillance of Americans. Technocracy at its finest. Rollerball, the first movie to be exact, by James Kahn. Came out in 1975. Folks, please, I encourage you guys to watch it. Watch it again. First time I seen that movie, I was in 1977. It's on a late night. 
And uh, I was like, you know, I was like nine, ten years, I think nine years old, eight, nine years old. And I, I was like, wow, man, that's pretty damn cool. And now when I um, got the D- bought the DVD, now look at the, what the producers, directors, the reason why they made it into, based on the short, short story, made it into a motion picture, and it's relevant today. Not that crappy remake garbage of some mobsters. That's awful, stupid, lousy. And some people, oh, I think I got better than the original. Please, that's delusional with all due respect. So, um... And now, going down the row here, on Natural News, Soros, Schwab, Gates, and are an unholy trinity that architected our dystopian past, present, and future. And we go down here, 24 Republican governors pledge to support Texas in securing U.S. border. Tenth Amendment, folks. States' rights. And people are, oh, well, we're going to get that money for it. See, the people talking about that, they want an invasion. They're pro, pro Club of Rome, global world order sympathizers. I don't care if they're these people coming in illegally, if they're whiter than me with the same last name. So if I'm critical about illegal immigration, you call me a racist, I'll just say this, when bend over bobs or trees cracks become a race, then we'll talk. Well, I'll be going right here, even from Breitbart, Holly, they're shoving this gender ideology down our kids' throats. Mind Control 101, the hell with the state schools is another example of draconian ideology that's been going on for a very long time in these public public facilities, even state churches and all that. Mind control 101. You always got to look at it this way. And I said before, I am I support rights of an individual. Don't shove this garbage down people's throats, including the kids. And the parents got that power. Homeschool time. You take the initiative. When you have a chance on and sharing and, edu- and, and and educating your kids as well, so we all you know, everyone has a duty, and I'm not saying it's gonna be simple or or razzmatazz. We gotta start taking creating solutions instead of bickering about problems. Former school Cal, former California uh, teacher of the year accused of sex with 16 year old. Uh, just say it's allegedly she died. She's innocent. The teacher's innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. And Natalie Portman, the world would not be a kinder place if women ran everything. All right, well, and right here, Nebraska State Senator throws a fit debating sex change bans for minors. But you know what? Who cares? All these glamboyant, glamorous people don't want like to see sex change bans for minors. You know what? That is absurd in my view. And I'm not going to go around, you know, transgender, you know, trans going after transgenders or anything like that. It just really dawns on me when you got m- multiple people out there want to shove this, like I say, shove this down our throats. And there's folks out there that has it, that has that has those uh, that sex change as adults. Like uh, was it Mina Ka- Capado, Capodo? Was somebody was Keith from the front, the vocalist for uh, Life of Agony, and uh, Ian McCarland did an interview with Mina. On why, and it was he explained to me it was very good. It was very interesting. He had like you know, like do the pulses and blood pressure and all that just to you know put it on on her. And um, it was very interesting. And it was uh, I haven't seen the interview, but he told me it was a very interesting interview. Like you have to understand their side, and um, that's all well and good. And, and I'm not. And there's people that said no, Mina's good folk. So no, not judging anyone is just 
when you do it to mind, you cannot shove these things down people's throats, man. It's like it's blasphemy. It's like what's gonna be next? We're gonna have sex with is okay to have like, is okay for pedophiles to uh, sexually have um do sexual contact with the, with, the, with, the, with the children? Come on, you think about it. It's pretty disturbing. But like I said, as an adult, you gotta take responsibility for your actions. And um, and here's the thing here about Breitbart. Oh, yeah, uh, Nolte, two fake civil rights groups issue travel warnings about Florida. They always say, well, they, got, they said black people are going to be endangered in Florida. Look, we've been in a dangerous world since the beginning of time. There's places you support people getting killed left and right, black on black crimes, white on right, white. And it's disturbing. So don't give me your your baseless rhetoric Okay, it's basis rhetoric. As far as I'm concerned, these so-called fake civil rights groups, they are desperately seeking money and support because they're being called out. Uh, nothing more than a bunch of imposters. We can use any defamation to give one example. And uh, Bachmann uh, falls to Russia. Joe Biden escalates toward nuclear war while America burns. Yeah, from Natural News again. And um, World Economic Forum calls for AI and deep fake regulation has already partnered with UK government from Infowars, strategically uh, vital city of Bakma Falls to Russian forces. All right, so uh, migrant attacks Polish border guards. The video on that, Scott Ritter, how Americans fell for Washington's war racket. The Fed is losing the inflation fight. Yep, end the Fed, go to gold and silver, guaranteed under Article 1, Section 8 of the U.S. Constitution and Section 10 of the same enactment. Every state should start using gold and silver as legal tender, which is legal, which is legit. So, you know what? It's, everything's on, on its face, folks. You don't have to go around and, 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 and beg. Do it. And, of course, I know, um, and I, that's why I'm, 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 I'm happy about the whole um, Federal Reserve digital coin being banned in Florida. And, and overall, the House, I think one person voted against it. And most and, and a few other knuckleheads in the Senate voted voted no on it too. But it was mostly Democrat Republican in the House. I give them props on that. So um, I think that's great because they're seeing the, they're seeing the right on the wall. And the whole thing is when I uh, correspond to my representatives, I, I lay down facts and merits. I just lay down all the merits on why, and I get everything on his face. I share information with them. Sometimes if they um, change their vote, I'll be disappointed. If I see them, we'll have a little chit chat. So, unless if it, if it breaches, you know, a declaration of rights, then I have to be a little bit more harsher on them. But I'm not going to go around casting stones. Only if I have to. Yeah, you really got to earn it. And there's some habitual screw-ups in there, too. All right. Well, on um, SHTF plan, scientists warned that disease X is coming along with another pandemic. So, they've had to pull the same thing COVID-19 on steroids. National Pulse, L- London's mayors, transport team bans whites from internship. All right. So, they want to ban white people in England, right? Is it, is it Britain? London, England? Yeah. Great Britain. It's time to go after these ingrates once again, right? Precisely. So, um... And right, oh yeah, it's official. DeSantis ditches Florida. Woo! So he's gonna be, you know, running for governor, uh, for president, which I'm not surprised. So um, definitely look at that. Pretty disgusting as usual. You know, white privilege, all that. The same old harsh rhetoric they use on on 
um, collective witch hunting on ethnic groups and so forth. They've been, it's been going on for millenniums, folks. Don't fall for the hype. If these people start using that crap, just give them a cowbell, put it around their necks. Say, I represent what they represent walking antimatter. So we'll go along here. We're on that daily Americans want it, warned FBI and DOJ plan to rig 2024 presidential election. Satanic temple collecting donations for an LGBT camp for kids. They're not, uh, they don't have those Levian attributes. Okay. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, I've read their stuff and, you know, I've seen their documentary on it. I go, they're not satanic enough. To me, it's just another, uh, show, it's not more than show business. And they may have powers, but the whole thing is, it's just a, just a show and tell. Montana becomes the first state to ban TikTok over ties to communist China. That's LifeSite News. Um, yours News, Republican U.S. Senator Tim Scott launches presidential bid with optimistic message. And uh, Wilson Lay crashed heavily in Indianapolis 500 practice session. Wow, that's the Epoch Times. And most Americans maintain belief in God or some high power. There's a survey on that. Moscow blames Ukrainian saboteurs for attack in western Belgorod region. Carol Lake appeals confident as Maricopa elections trial ends. All right. And right down here on big league politics, there's a video. Tucker Carlson biographer Chadwick Moore says Fox News booted network star same day. He would debunk more. So Tennessee man cuffed in charge of felony reckless endangerment after returning fire on auto thieves. Huh. Okay, so um, I'll, I'll keep on going down here. Uh, da, 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 let me see. Yeah, survival.news. Growing your own food, gardening resources for beginner, intermediate, and advanced gardeners. Everyone needs to take a niche and do that. It's from Washington Free Beacon. Tim Scott says he's the presidential candidate the far left fears the most. Well, we'll see We'll see what happens, right? And, of course, um, Great Game India. Landmark. Class action lawsuits further expose Starling corruption in COVID vaccine rollout. I talked about that uh, in my past episode. And uh, major eruption of Mount Edna spews ashes on Katina. Katina? Katina? Eastern Sicily, largest city, and forces a shutdown of the cities. Interesting there. And um, China, China's mysterious space plane has captured and released satellites. Yellowstone super eruption appears to involve multiple powerful explosive events. And PM, bomb post millennial. 25-year-old drunk driver complains like, oh my God, it's going to be so bad when I get out. My life is over. After she looks like she got to an accident. And um, Summit News, he effed around and found out. <laughs> oh, I was trying to hear from uh, PM itself. Hillary Clinton says Biden's age is a concern for anyone. And uh, can, um, another thing from Post Millennial, the, the Santa's campaign teases Wednesday campaign announcement sends secret invitations report. And um, oh, let's check this out. Eric Adams calls for illegal immigrants to be shipped throughout the entire country to ease NYC, New York City's burden. Well, you rip what you sell. And um, WeAreChange.org. Why I'm proud. I'm a proud Florida man. <laughs> and I'll keep on going down. Oh, Mr. C's Newsbusters. Okay. Watching examiners liberal media screens with the MRC's assessment. And reclaim the net. The two Supreme Court rulings that quietly determine the future of the internet. 
And right down here, Amazon has been handing ring footage over to police without owner's permission. Hmm. Actor Ray Stevenson dies at 58. It's just news. I mean, it's going to be forever free. And Bud Light buyback unsold beers follow Dylan Mulvaney controversy report. I don't even drink that stuff. So, And um, technocracy news. It was central banks that rigged the 2008 Lehman Brothers crisis. Of course. We could even even talk about the Great Depression, too. They were responsible for that. And um, Rare Foundation, March for Life, thousands gathered to defend sanct- sanct- sanctity-, sanctity of life in Canada. So some people may get offended, but who the hell cares? And RT says here, poll finds disconnect between U.S. public and media. And Evolve, Watchdog finds thousands of illegals and non-citizens on U.S. voter rolls. Yeah, violating the 26th Amendment. Target store, this is all all news pipeline. Target store partners with literal Satanists for pride collection of Adidas and Sport Illustrated used male bottles. Okay. And WUWT, wrong. WEF, climate change is not threatening lizards, wine, coffee, or air turbulence. And we can go on here. About, ooh, check this out. 100% fed up. 30-ton shipment of chemical explosives traveling by rail from Wyoming to California have disappeared with an unknown number. Okay, and the breaking stock market takes brief tumble after fake AI-generated photo of fake Bloomberg Twitter account shows. New American whistleblowers confirmed FBI, invo- FBI involvement in January 6th protest. Am I surprised? No, it was done by design. Correct. Just like all the other goodies that we see in the past, and even in 2020 and all that good stuff, it's being done by design. The George Floyd riots and even um, even the Charlottesville, okay, on August 12th, 2017, is all done by design, folks. You got to pay attention. They all want to put the blood on the hands of Jason Kessler and Charlottesville, and I go, no, it's the city of Charlottesville as a start. And I'm not afraid to back that down. All right. It says here, uh, 20 state attorneys, attorneys general urged court to dismiss Mexico's lawsuit against the U S uh, gun makers. Uh huh. And zero hedge, despite hawkish fed speak and the, and deposit outflows, banks lead squeezy stocks, higher hedge hits hedges hit record high and uh, middle class is being systematically destroyed. That's zero hedge. Check it out. Of course, NAACP against travel to Florida saying state openly hostile to blacks. <laughs> Good grief. You know, how pathetic is that, right? And SJT report, death outlives war analysts estimates post 9-11 U.S. conflicts kill over 4.5 million people. End of America. America's new woke religion. And information liberation. Uber's Asian diversity chief put on leave after hosting don't call me Karen event addressing anti-right racism. And well, I'll just leave it right at here. Strategic culture. Pope Francis allies with that Zelensky creep to wage war on the civilized world. Yet we all know that Pope Francis is nothing more than a globalist Uncle Tom. I'm never impressed by that man. And Nostradamus did talk about the fall of the Roman Catholic Church. And don't be wrong, folks. 
I don't go. I don't hate Catholics or anything like that. I just hate state institutions that using uh, are very corrupt, and um, they hurt people and so forth. They're just one example. It's happening everywhere, especially the state churches. I can go on and on, but the fact is this: they want us all to live in fear, panic, and think we don't have, we can't do anything about it. In reality, we we. It is just the opposite. So please prepare yourselves at all costs. Don't bicker about the small talk. Who cares about about some celebrity gossip? I I just laugh at it. It's comical. And then we know like many of the people like Jim Brown and um, you may still be fur free. And the gentleman from um, the Smiths, he passed. I don't have his name top of my head, unfortunately. And I was never been a fan of Smith in general, but a lot of people he did made waves during that time. So you always gotta, you know, pay our respects to the people that left great songs behind, the people who like that like that band. So um what can we say, right? The whole thing is, my friends, let's do this correctly and um be neighborly. Alright? Be neighborly. Well, I'll be right back for our segment. Stay tuned. All right. Well, I'll be reading this article here written from the FloridianPress.com. Ron DeSantis, the right career politician. Just how ugly will this Republican presidential primary get? This is by Javier Manjares. Or Manjares. Hopefully I pronounced his name correctly. Let's came out this morning, so let's see what he has to say here. On the eve of his 2024 presidential announcement, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis continues to be labeled a rhino, a globalist, and even a career politician. Now, considering that most of the labeling and name-calling is coming from fringy and anonymous Twitter handlers that appear to support former President Donald Trump's presidential campaign, and by leftists who have also compared Governor DeSantis to Adolf Hitler. The name calling should be taken with a grain of salt. To be fair, President Trump was the first individual who, after DeSantis, labeled him Ron DeSantis and questioned his loyalty for even considering challenging him in the 2024 presidential primary race. No sooner than President Trump began his nonstop Ron DeSantis campaign, Alex Bruzowitz, who was arguably Trump's biggest online cheerleader and attack dog, began the heavy lift of dogging the sense at every turn on every issue and ridiculing him on the cowboy boots he wear, Kirk's, Kirk's, and, and how now has now referred him as a career politician. He's a career politician who's beholden to his donors and ruling class, says Bruzowitz. Uh, and it all says it right here in his campaign. And it says here, Bruiser is a, is a Twitter page on his Twitter page. Bruiser has also posted very questionable Twitter jabs against former Trump attorney Jenna Ellis and former Trump supporter and now DeSantis influencer John Cardillo is not wrong when he calls DeSantis a career politician. So um, it's all right there. You can read it for yourselves. Since first running for elected office, the Senate has railed against big government, the swamp, and all career politicians who make the very D.C. swamp and President Trump detest 
and have campaigned against. In addition, DeSantis has always been in support of term limits for Congress and even refused to take a congressional pension and accept government-funded Obamacare health care. But looking at his career, it is not hard to say that DeSantis is the poster child for a typical career politician who always looked ahead to the next rung on a political ladder to climb. Let's break down DeSantis' career in politics. DeSantis' political career started in 2011 when he first decided to run for the U.S. House of Representatives. Having won his 2012 race and re-election in 2014, DeSantis, who confounded the House of House Freedom Caucus, decided to run the U.S. Senate where Marco Rubio ran for president in 2016. DeSantis and a few other senatorial candidates, former Senator George Lemieux, Adam Hanser, and Carlos Lopez Quintero, were all down in the polls against Democratic senatorial candidate uh, Representative Patrick Murphy, who's a Democrat, of course. It wasn't looking good for Republicans. After Senator Rubio lost to Trump in the presidential primary, he decided to run for re-election to the U.S. Senate after being asked to do so by Senate Minority, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. As I sat waiting for the four new tires mounted on my SUV on the Monday before he announced his re-election run, the, uh, Senator Rubio called to tell me that he had to do it because he and members of the Senate believed that no one, including DeSantis, could beat them, beat Representative Murphy. All the Republican, all the Republican candidates. DeSantis included dropped out of the Senate race to accommodate Senator Rubio's Senate run. DeSantis then announced his House re-election campaign. He has won his primary race and eventual eventual general election. Eventual, yeah. At this point, DeSantis was sitting on the career on the career politician consummate candidate fence. Fast forward less than a year later, and DeSantis was mulling. Over another run for office, this time he was eyeing a state seat in Florida. No, he wasn't fixed on running for governor. For a while, DeSantis tinkered with the idea of running for attorney general. Eventually, he decided to run for governor and not AG, which turned out to be the right move for him and for Floridians. It goes without saying that DeSantis barely won the general election. It's no secret that it wasn't for Trump. DeSantis would not have been governor. I disagree with Trump that DeSantis would have been working at some law firm or pizza restaurant. DeSantis probably would have looked for another congressional seat to run in or position himself for an appointment within the Trump administration. That's my take. DeSantis' 2020 re-election as governor was all him. He crushed it, but no less than seven months after winning a second term as governor, of Florida, he's now running for president of the United States. Interesting because um the re-election was 2022, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Here's a here is the itemization of DeSantis' political career. 2012, U.S. House of, House of Representatives. One. 2014, U.S. House of Representatives. One. 2016, aborted U.S. Senate run. 2016, U.S. House of Representatives. One. 2018. Governor of Florida won. 2022, Governor of Florida, he won. And, of course, 2024, President of the United States, question mark. 
Does running for elected office seven times in 12 years make the Senate a career politician? If it does, that would be okay with many Republican voters, especially living those in Florida. But while he and Trump and just every about every single voting American detest career politicians, is the Sanders the kind of career politician everyday people will find palatable, likable, and willing to make an exception for? The answer is probably yes. Can Ron DeSantis win the presidency? The answer is maybe. The big D, as his father calls him, checks off all the boxes for the Republican voters. He has a beautiful and smart wife who, with a little help from a nanny, holds down the fort and controls three little rugrats in Tallahassee. Raising three little kiddos is a heavy lift. Tell me about it. All my kids are very close in age to DeSantis' kids. I have four. He has three. DeSantis' policies for Florida and his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic have helped him ascend to be America's governor. And like I said, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll hope from there. I will say, because on the Epoch, he did a show on the Epoch Times, the Epoch Television, about the COVID, doc, uh, COVID ordeal. And he admit he made those mistakes. And I've seen the video in, in good, I've seen the video and it was very good presentation from Epoch Times. And you know what? Those things, you know, I can accept as long as you take responsibility for your actions. That's what counts. But I'll continue on here. If it wasn't for Trump being in the race, the Sanders would be the forerunner in the 2024 GOP presidential race. But then you would have the likes of Senators Ted Cruz, which he's Nolan Boyd because he was born in Canada. Marco Rubio is a question mark with his parents natural born or with parents naturalized citizen before he was born as a question mark. Rick Scott. Josh Hawley, and others in the race instead. It's also, it's important to remember that it wasn't for Trump DeSantis would not be running for president. Trump is responsible for the Trump fatigue that has permeated within the Republican ranks across the country. Still, like Trump, DeSantis is considering his own worst enemy. Former staffers and campaign workers and current supporters and donors have alleged that DeSantis has a very dry, distant, dismissive, and disloyal personality. Republicans and many DeSantis supporters, including the aforementioned John Cardillo, have made the case that Trump is his own worst enemy and because of his loose lips and spirit of personality and demeanor. He has alienated thousands of independents and independent and Republican voters. Cardillo and company do not believe Trump can win the general election and now are now calling the former president a rhino Republican presidential candidate. All right, that's what he's saying here. So Joel Cardillo, he's, he's in that too. So, you know, it's a war of words, but you know what? I'll continue on here. Team DeSantis has enlisted a group of mainly Florida-based influencers put together a former press secretary, Christina Pushaw, while they can be seen clamoring onto DeSantis at both campaign and official events across the state. Their main focus appears to be of trying to dismiss Trump's massive leads in just about every single national political opinion poll. And there's even a claim that uh, Christina Pushaw was um was was um, a foreign put, put on a foreign agent list. I can be mistaken. I remember watching an interview. Um, someone did ask me that question, and and it was actually documented. So you gotta look for yourselves, folks. I'm not saying she is, but I remember checking that out. So you know, verify it. If I'm right or wrong, send it to me. Trump 
also has a handful of influencers that have been countering Team DeSantis, including veteran Republican strategist Roger Stone, the aforementioned Brusevitz, um, and conservative journalist and activist Laura Loomer. Loomer, who blames DeSantis for a congressional loss in 2022, has been nothing less than brutal to DeSantis. Election interference via big tech uniparty and their crooked law enforcement agencies is the 2024 playbook for stealing the election. Why do you think the deep state loves the Senate so much? He was once a federal prosecutor. He's one of them, stated Loomer. Um, can, um, President Trump, can President Trump win the presidency? The answer is also maybe. Trump, who is running for re-election for the second time to the office he once held, has an advantage over DeSantis because he commands the MAGA base of the Republican Party. As we stated, all of the public opinion polls show Trump crushing DeSantis and the 30 to 35% of the hardcore MAGA faction of Republican voters will come out to support the former president. Trump can point out can point to this past economic and foreign policies to make his case for re-election, just like the Senate did for Florida, Trump did for the entire U.S. There's lies. One of the biggest differences between the two men, because there isn't much daylight between Trump and the Senate when it comes to policy. Both men are hawkish to protect U.S. sovereignty and against injecting the nation into needless wars and potential foreign affairs disasters that past presidents could not avoid. And um, I will get to that a little bit later here. Oh, and that Durham report that all but vindicates Trump fuels a growing belief throughout the Republican voting base that Trump was right all along and that he has been the target of a Democratic Party and deep state influence witch hunt against him. Show me the money. Contrary to what most people believe, Trump is not self-funding his presidential campaign, nor is DeSantis. Both men are receiving campaign donations from individual donors across the country, with DeSantis locking up huge support from millionaires and billionaires who appear to have been affected by Trump fatigue. Much like Trump is pouncing DeSantis in the polls, DeSantis is way ahead of the former president and fundraising way ahead. Both Trump and DeSantis have raised millions of dollars from special interest groups since they began their political careers. In DeSantis' case, the question can be asked, what special interest groups hasn't donated to DeSantis over the years? Team Trump is already hitting DeSantis on his donor base, hence the narrative that he's beholden to his donors and is a globalist for taking big money from whomever or whatever special interest is cutting the check. Again, DeSantis is days away from announcing his run, and the bitter civil war between warring Republican factions has hit an ugly fever pitch. Can it get worse? Oh yeah, this will be the ugliest, most brutal Republican presidential primary races in recent history. Will the Republican Party recover from the civil war, or will it continue to sink into the culture of losing, as the Sanders recently stated? I think the party has developed a culture of losing. I think that there's no accountability, and I think in Florida we really showed what it takes is not to not just win big and then deliver big, Governor Ron DeSantis said. President Donald Trump appears to hold advantage in his race, but because this is American politics, let's see how this all play out. Remember what happens with former Senator John McCain during the 2008 GOP presidential primary race. And in my opinion, in 2008, they screwed Ron Paul the first time. 
he got the GOP shafting him twice. Okay? And John McCain was nothing more than a globalist cuck, as far as I'm concerned, not a maverick. So that's how I look at John McCain. And this is going to be very an interesting primary. I, I can hear all the bickering from both sides, the hype and hoopla and all that good stuff. But you know what? Like I, like Razor Fist said, let them effing fight. And you know what? While all these candidates can be running, they can have differences. But look, go on principle. You don't have to go seriously mudslinging. Go on principle. Get them on their merits and boom. Okay, people talk about Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, Trump has his fault there. But remember, remember too, they had, he had bad advisors as well. Now DeSantis has his and many others. It doesn't matter what political party you're in, you're always going to have those advisors think they're smarter than everybody else and it, it blows back in their faces. That's just the nature of the beast. However, it's just one of the greatest things about it. It'll be very fun. It's going to be, uh, so I think both uh, Democrat and Republican primaries is going to be fantastic. I hope they get, help get RFK in there. Let him speak his mind. You don't have to agree on everything with these candidates, but look what they, what look what you have in common with them and take it from there. And whoever wins, work together. And if they become president or all that good stuff, keep them on their toes. Don't follow hype and hoopla. Remember, the elected uh, the president is an elected um call it an elected um oh good grief I, um ambassador elected ambassador commander in chief he has those duties on article two of the U.S. Constitution it's not that hard but um so well, I'm gonna go a little bit further here let's look at let's let's look at his voting record okay Ron DeSantis according to the NewAmerican.com even though it's John Birch but you know what. You can say whatever you want about John Birch Society, but they have their merits and they have their views. And you can and you can um, verify it too. So you go you go on the, US, um, the Congress.gov and uh, look at these bills, and you can verify. So they're very good at that. And um, and even as this, as three terms, as three terms, he was um, according they gave him a score of seventy percent, and was interesting because the uh, like the first term he had eighty. The second term he had 67, the third term he had 63. So it was like declining little by little. And let's just see what he says here on his uh, first year. I will go like, okay, he supports the Keystone Pipeline. He supports the Federal Reserve audit, which is good. Omnibus uh, appropriations. Okay, so he does some good things. Water regulation, oil gas exploration. He had a thing on surveillance about protecting privacy rights, weapons to Syrian rebels. All right, and militarizing local police, which she voted for, which is a Tenth Amendment issue. The, and that's why I'm, I'm against federalizing, sending federal grants to local police departments because that's like a little, a little like carrot blackmail, a bribe, far as I'm concerned. And he, um, he voted, um, he voted against the bill on the military operations in Afghanistan, which presidents have been able to claim broad authority to go to war whenever or whenever they choose under the AUMF, despite the fact that the founding fathers never intended for one man to make this decision. So he voted, so he voted, um, he voted no on that one. So he, so he has that, um, he's like, oh, tangled alliances, but he voted on these areas, like indefinite military detention. Okay, so due process and all that. Of course, including U.S. citizens, so he voted, you know, he voted to keep that going. 
Okay, and um, and of course, use of military force. All right, so right there to overthrow governments and so forth, more of imperialism, and he supported uh, Ukraine aid, which is HR forty one and fifty two, and of course, the New American voted no. He supported existing uh, enforcing existing laws, which is good. EPA regulations, debt limit suspension. So he did some good here, and, and of course, no no abortion funding. So he did some areas he did good on, and of course he he did um he did uh supports military intervention, you know, and um he does support that. It should be under congressional. It's kind of supposed to declare war, but he believes in that um um you know bypassing the president. As far as I'm concerned, that's not good. And so he has some pros and cons on, on his first year, and it, and it shrinks down. Little by little. I'm going to hit the next term he did here. And uh, let me see. Boop. Let me see. Where the heck is it? On the 114th District, 2015 and 2016. So we're going to see how far this baby goes. And it's like one of those, you know, it's like one of those things, you know. And like, like I said here, he, he supports on um, um, continuing operations, you know. On the debt, so he and of course uh, he supports the NDAA with language in there and um, global endangerments and more foreign intervention. He supported. Um, he does support um, uh, um, um, protecting privacy rights, but he voted no. That's like Massey's uh, H um, HR fifty two ninety three. So there's some areas here: aid of Pakistan, authorization use of military force, countering terrorist radicalization acts. You know, he's, he supported these things. And, of course, um, like it says here on HR 50, uh, 5471, on countering terrorist radicalization acts, um, providing, like, like of course, uh, John Birch, we oppose pro, uh, providing federal training to state and local law enforcement programs, not only on Constitution, but also for the federalized police system. That's why I was against When I talk about defunding the police, I always say this. We stop. We got we to... Gotta, Defederalize local state police because it's a Tenth Amendment conflict. All right, and we we can go on here about the stuff he's, he which they agree on on ozone standards, energy, environmental executive orders. Okay, so some good things about that you can read all all here. And of course, he does support the use of military force on this one still. Instead of having Congress declare war, the president can make that claim. Boom, a stroke of a pen, a magic lamp. And global foods uh, security strategy, and he um, he voted he voted for it. More you know global intervention and so forth. So you got to look at all that. And even on third on his um, third term, you know, oh, 115th district, very similar. It's like the pros and cons of um, Ron DeSantis. So this is why flood insurance, like more federal intervention on flood insurance. And he did support medical device tax repeal, which is good. And, of course, uh, law enforcement partnership grants. Remember, he's pro-law enforcement, but he's doing everything as a congressman on a constitutional level, on a federal level, which is dangerous. Tenth Amendment conflict again. And, of course, on experimental drugs, you know, which is fine. He voted for that. And raw milk, the raw milk. Should be legit. So there's some things in here. Did good and school violence, school safety, prom, proper function for the federal government is more of states' rights again. 
strictly unconstitutional, and he supported uh, um, world banking, the World Bank. You know, give him more aid, enrich plutocrats in third world countries. Yep, so can he be a banker? Yes, and he did um, vote on two bills. Is it Senate, S, uh, Senate 139 on warrantless surveillance? They're both very unconstitutional. And we can go to home visitations, going home to check on physical, emotional wellness of families. And as far as I'm concerned, this is a dangerous trend for federal government getting involved. And, of course, um, illegal um, intelligence authorization. So, yeah, it goes on and on. I just said things he voted on, which is good, and his others is unconstitutional. But you can see it was going down that slope being more like a centrist. As far as I'm concerned, even as a governor, he's not a conservative, but more of a centrist financially. And plus, like when people ask me about him, about the about the civilian force on the militias, yeah, I I, I agree with them on that under Article 10, Section 2 of the Florida Constitution. And he did vote it for an Obamacare replacement. It should be repealed, scrapped, done. And even the states should could could do that too. So um but some of the language, I remember Florida had very bad language in that one. And, and so, um, yeah, so I'm very, you know, leery, I'm very leery. Uh, in my opinion, based on Ron DeSantis' voting record, when it comes to foreign policy and global interventionism, I'm very, that's his greatest flaw. There's some things he did was right as a governor, and there's areas I disagree with. Especially when it came to like the um, the Anti-Semitism Protection Act, which he signed at in Israel, and even the public nuisances, both against both against Article One, Sections Two, Basic Rights, Four, Free Speech, Five, Peaceful to Assemble, and Ten, Illegal um, Prohibited Laws are void and without force. So he signed those bills into law, which are illegal under Article One, Section Ten of the Florida Constitution. Plain and simple. And a lot of people defend that. They can't. They got no merit. Okay, and I did shows on that. Even my, You can look that up on my speaker page. You can look it up on my anchor account on the public nuisances law. And it's, they're both invalid. And he took them to Israel and had them sign in Tel Aviv, which I find unacceptable. And the question I have for Governor DeSantis, so if you become president, you're going to have a vote in the House in the in Congress to change the model from in God we trust to in Israel we trust. And I'm not being anti-Semitic or anti-Jew or anything like that. That's ridiculous. It's just the dangers of foreign influences, which George Washington and John Jay warned us about. You can read Fellows Papers through five by John Jay and George Washington's farewell address. I'm just being fair. How I see this is going to be, if they're going to debate, have merit, don't be a parrot. Lay down all your facts. I know Roger Stone's going to probably do that. And the funny thing about Roger Stone talking about, talking about, um, um, Roger Stone talking about Ron DeSantis wearing four inch heels. <laughs> it's true. I look at his heels, I'm like, yeah, but, but it's like, <laughs> I heard, I heard uh, DeSantis only five foot eight, but it is hilarious. And, um, I, I have to disagree. That he shouldn't run for president because, in my view, is premature, and he has some bad advisors, and including Joseph Ellis Bush, which is nothing more than a globalist cuck, far as I'm concerned. Uh, look at the um, project of New American Century, and uh, he is um, member. Jeb is pro one world order, trying to fulfill his father's legacy. 
That's just my intake on this. We're serious. I'd love to hear from you, whether you support the sentence or not. It would be great. Great discussion. You can use, so you know what to do. There's even a, if you could talk in a minute audio, I love to listen to you guys. And um, if you want to email me, you know what to do. So that will be it. I thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, or something that's interesting to check out, whatever you do, please use the correspondence to the corn. Furthermore, leave the footnotes of this episode on my page. If you want to contact me, go to Loki Luck number zero three at protomail.com. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash out at forward slash look look number three. If you want to support New American and afford to re-impress, do it. Pretty cool. Plus, observe responsibly. Once again, thank you for your time. But always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you.